unless you have an unlimited marketing budget, you have millions of dollars to spend every single year, you're not going to be able to appeal to everyone. Let's just understand that and let's just get over the fact that we can be all things to all people. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. It's Katie here, and this is take two because I started recording this earlier this morning. Um, To be honest, it is Monday morning, which is usually when we have to get our podcast out. And I wasn't able to do it over the weekend. Daniel's uh, off for the week, and it just so happened that Monday morning, after I worked out and before I woke the kids up, seemed like a good time to record a podcast episode. So I thought I was well ahead of the game, pretty much. I mean, I still was recording it the day it was supposed to come out, but whatever. Um, And when I finished recording... I went back to the voice memo because I'm just doing voice today, no uh, no video recording, and there was no audio. I do not know what happened. I'm not sure. Like It was just a, a fluke, and I wasn't keeping track of the little audio ups and downs that you normally see with a voice memo. So yeah, I've learned my lesson. I was kind of frustrated. <laughs> but I'm over it. And this is uh, take two. So you know what? Maybe this one is going to be much better than the first. I'm more awake. I've had breakfast. I've had my coffee. So maybe this is uh, in in the best interests of the recording that I had to do it a second time around. But welcome to the episode. Today, we are going to talk about niches. So I have a list of 10 niches to consider for your real estate business. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I often find that many realtors have a challenge in getting focus into their business. They want to be all things to all people, which is understandable. You want business. But with that, you sacrifice the relevancy of your content on social media, on the messaging that you put out there, on the marketing that you're creating. So there's a lot that gets negatively impacted when you're not putting some focus into your business. And the best way to do this is to determine what niche you really want to appeal to what niche you want to market towards. And just because I say that you have to niche down does not mean that you have to turn away business if somebody that's not within your niche comes to you and says they want to buy or sell with you. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that in order to really create some focus and really see some results in your business, the best way to do that is through niching. So think about it as how you present yourself on social media, the content, the the guides you create, the marketing efforts you do um, out there. It all comes back to who you're really trying to appeal to. And the fact of the matter is, 
unless you have an unlimited marketing budget, you have millions of dollars to spend every single year, you're not going to be able to appeal to everyone. Let's just understand that and let's just get over the fact that we can be all things to all people. And now that you realize that, let's take a look at some niches to consider. Because I think a lot of us right now maybe are in a niche that they don't necessarily like or they're, again, being more generalists and not really honing in on a certain type of buyer or seller or whoever it is that you're trying to appeal to. So we're going to go through them. And I'm hoping that through going through all of these ideas, that one of them or two of them may just speak to you, may just jump out at you and say, you know what, this makes more sense. Or maybe you're already doing it, but you're not doing it at a level that ultimately um, it you're, you're making the most of. You're not creating the content around this. And so hopefully this will also help in the other areas of your business in terms of marketing, in terms of what you're creating and who you're talking to and, and all that kind of stuff. So Let's get into the list. I have 10 and some of them kind of overlap, but you will see why. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about neighborhood. Neighborhood is one of, we talk about geographic farming. This is where, you know, you can really hone in on a specific area that maybe you live in. I find that's usually pretty easy. When you live in an area, you know what it is to live there. You know where everything is. You, um, you know, maybe if you have kids, your kids go to the school in the area. Uh, you know where the community centers are, all that kind of stuff. So that's a really easy way. And you're always in the neighborhood, right? Because you're living there. So <clears throat> to me, that's a really good way of niching down, is really focusing in on the neighborhood where you're living. Now, I don't want you to get too specific. So I'll give you an example. If you are, let's say, living in a community within a city. So let's say you're in Orlando, Florida, but you live in a specific community in Orlando because obviously Orlando is a big place. So within that community, maybe you're sending out postcards. Maybe you're creating community events. Maybe you're... Um, just, you know, uh, door knocking, whatever it might be in that specific community. But when it comes to your social media, perhaps you're talking about where are the best places to get sushi in Orlando, or what are the average prices of homes in Orlando, or why should you move to Orlando? You know, that's where you can build your content around because a lot of people that you're trying to appeal to might not know the specific community that you're speaking to. So a more broad marketing effort on the social media front could be a great way. But you're when 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 we're when we're talking about more of that one-to-one -one marketing when you're meeting with people, you might want to just narrow it down a little bit to a specific community. And that's something that myself and my team have been doing for quite some time. And we find that there's a lot of benefit to that. Um, so it's a good one to, to consider. Number two is property type. So you can think of vacation homes, environmentally conscious homes, multifamily, commercial, rentals, oceanfront, trailer parks. There's so many different property types. So obviously you, you want to make sure it's a property type that's in the area you serve. Um, but 
there's a lot of ways that you can really hone in on and become an expert in one of those areas of, of property types. So that's something to consider as well. Like, you know, if you're living up in cottage country, you know, cottages would make sense to specialize in um, or vacation homes if you're maybe or Airbnb type homes, that kind of thing. So there's the, the options are endless, as you know, but the more specific you can get, the more you can learn about that certain property type and be able to really bring value to your clients. Next one is demographic. So we're talking about maybe single professionals, elderly people, uh, families, those kinds of groups of individuals based on age or life stage, if you're appealing to those. So for example, our team focuses in on a certain community within our city, but also really markets towards families. We create family-friendly events. We advertise free events, not just ours, but other events in the community that are happening every single weekend. Um, A lot of it is very family-focused. And so that's where, like, as you can see, different niches or types of niches can intersect and you can really create a powerful niche based on that. Number four is price point. So we can think about luxury. Luxury is so different than a home for a first-time home buyer, for example. We're talking about different products. We're talking about knowledge on construction and finishes. We're talking about a very, like a certain type of seller or buyer that we're working with. So luxury is a very specific niche. And it's one that if you want to get into, there's a lot of learning that gets goes into that. And it's a great opportunity, but it takes a lot of building. So just understanding uh, what has to go into really being able to become successful on the luxury side of things. And then on the flip side, Price point wise, you could be talking about price points maybe for a first time home buyer. In our area, for example, and this might seem crazy to some people, but most um, buyers, first time home buyers, ideally are looking for properties that are under a million. And there's not very many unless you're looking for a condo these days, unfortunately. But I find a lot of first time home buyers, as long as it's under that million dollar price point, it's appealing to them. So that could be part of your niche as well is like properties within a specific price point that appeals to a certain demographic, for example. Next, we've got for sale by owners. Now in our area for sale by owners aren't really, we don't, I don't know, we don't see it as much as an opportunity, but I know definitely in other markets for sale by owners, if you can switch them to clients, um, you have good scripts to uh, speak to them and, and have a good like good strategy to flip them into clients. That could also be uh, a good opportunity to consider. It's like a thrill of the hunt type thing. You, you know, some people just really gravitate towards or get excited by trying to convert for sale by owners. So that could definitely be a niche to consider. Next is client type. So buyer, seller, renter, landlord. Um, investor, individuals that are coming in from the country, immigrants, um, how to, you know, that's a whole opportunity right there where these individuals that are moving into your neighborhood from another country, 
not only do they need to find a home to live, they also need to understand how do I apply for a health card? How do I enroll my kids in, in the school? There's so much learning there and so much opportunity that an agent can bring to these individuals where you really give them that full experience that they ultimately need. Um, and so that could be a really great opportunity to consider, especially if you know a different language and you have maybe there's a lot of people coming in from a country that speaks that language. There's a lot that you could do on that front, but also other client types as well. You look to teams. A lot of teams have it set up where different agents represent different types of clients. So there's a buyer agent, there's a listing agent, um, maybe there's a rental agent. Uh, so that allows each agent to really narrow down on their skill set and really provide ultimate value to their clients. The next few kind of relate back to a few of the others we've spoken about already, but I really want to highlight them because I think these are areas that you can further niche down and really provide value. So the next one is probates or foreclosures. This is an area of the real estate industry or business where you need to really have a lot of under education on the steps that a client would need to take in order to sell a home where they're the executor of, this, of the estate, for example. I had a client reach out to me last year and their mother had passed away and they had been appointed as a state trustee and they called me up and said, okay, I want to sell my home. And they didn't realize that the process that was needed um, where they needed to obtain a, a, a probate lawyer and go through the probate process um, in order to have the ability to close on, on the sale of a home. And it's probably better to get that, go get through probate first before listing the home on the market. Because sometimes knowing that there's an unknown date uh, for receiving probate, a lot of buyers will shy away because they don't know when closing might be. It could be three months from now. It could be six months from now. And a lot of buyers don't want to be in limbo. So it's better to get that the probate through first in order to have that understanding that there's definitely a closing date and that can be adhered to. So things like that. Um, those that those types of properties uh, really require a lot of knowledge, um, a, a lot of um, opportunity to provide value again, creating guides I'm even thinking of, or uh, make, uh, putting together a seminar for individuals that explain the probate process or explain the foreclosures. On the foreclosure side, there's opportunities to make have relationships with lenders and banks and those individuals that come across foreclosures a lot and, and developing relationships with those people. So again, it goes back to what your marketing is. Who are you going to be going after because of the niche that you've chosen? The next number eight is divorce. Um, divorces. This is a big area. There's a lot of people getting divorces, fortunately or unfortunately, however you see it. So it's an area, again, where there's a lot 
to know um, from a legal standpoint. Uh, so having working when, when a couple that is divorcing works with an agent that has knowledge on this, but also from the emotional standpoint, you need somebody that's able to act as that trusted middle ground between two individuals that might not be seen eye to eye on the sale of their home. And so that's a very delicate situation. And if you're an agent that maybe doesn't have the most empathy, may not be the best route to take. But for those agents that do have that empathy, that really do understand the importance of establishing trust with both parties, you could really do a, a world of, of, of service to those those couples that are going through such a difficult time. Number nine is downsizers or empty nesters. So these individuals, and I think a lot to the opportunity that's coming, I think, in the next decade for this niche. We have a lot of baby boomers that are still living in their homes. And I think we we assumed, a lot of people assumed that these individuals would be selling their home a lot sooner and moving into apartments or condos or retirement homes. But the fact of the matter is, at least in the area that I work within, most of the baby boomers are hanging on to their homes. A lot of times, I, I know for, for our area, again, it's because there's not a lot of opportunity, like there's not a lot of larger condos, for example, where the transition can be easier. Most condos are, are pretty small. So like the idea of a couple going from a 3,000 square foot home to a 500 square foot condo is really hard to wrap your mind around. So that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of the baby boomer generation has decided, you know what, I'm just going to stay in my home. Why would I move? I'll move when I need to go to a retirement home. So there hasn't been that transitionary period. I think that a lot um, of economists and, and real estate agents expected when it comes to this generation. But as baby the, this generation ages further, you're going to see a lot of them having to move, having to go into retirement homes and things like that. So if you can create resources um, and and listing packages around downsizers and empty nesters. Like just imagine these individuals need help with decluttering, with selling furniture or giving away furniture, uh, with just, you know, just no understanding the whole process, budgeting, um, everything that goes along with making such a big move um, with, especially when they've lived in that home pretty much like they, they raise their kids in that home. There's a lot of emotion, again, that goes into this type of, of uh, transaction. So that could be a good opportunity for you to niche into really appealing to those types of clients. And finally, I have pre-construction sales or, and or assignment sales, which I think can fall into the same bucket. But if you know anything or have seen anything about pre-construction, that's a whole other beast. Like it's it's like commercial, right? You you can't just dabble in pre-construction. And I know a lot of agents have tried to and all the power to you. But the fact of the matter is the most successful pre-construction agents are the ones that have access to the inventory. And without access to the inventory, you cannot effectively service your clients, your buyer clients who are looking for those product, that product. So you really have to 
have a good network. You have to establish good relationships with the builders um, because if you don't, you're not going to get the inventory. And then buyers aren't going to come to you because you don't have what they're looking for. So if you want to get into it, it's kind of like an all-in thing. You can't really, as I said, dabble in it. And the same thing goes with assignment sales. There's a lot that goes into it from a legal perspective and just from a knowing what the developer will and won't allow when it comes to assignment sales. And I know a lot of successful pre-construction agents typically also handle assignment sales because they know what the rules are. They might have buyers that were looking for a project and they ended up missing out. And now this, this opportunity comes along to buy an assignment sale. So those are types of um, categories that could really fall into that a same niche, the same niche of a pre-construction. So those are my top 10. There's probably more. I'm sure there's more out there. And I'm sure many of you are focusing in on other areas as well. But I just want to get you thinking because if, you're, if you don't have focus in 2024, you're going to find that you're just spinning your wheels for, for no reason, and it's going to become very frustrating. I often have conversations with agents. They just don't know what content to create, how to market themselves. And this, and, and, and deciding on a niche is the best way to create a path for your marketing, to really understand what it is that you need to do. So consider these. I'll name them off again. Number one is neighborhood. Two is property type. Three is demographic. Four is price point. Five is for sale by owner. Six is client type. Seven probates and foreclosures. Eight divorces. Nine downsizers, empty nesters. And 10 is pre-construction and or assignment sales. So hope that's helpful for you. Feel free to reach out to us at any point at Level Up for Realtors on Instagram. We're always happy to have a chat and hopefully this was helpful for you today. Hope you have a great week and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Level, 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 level up, level up, level up. Level up.